0: introducing the award list winning podcast it's the intellectual saviors with your hosts the pedo
1: Rufy Kulata.
0: the ginger bear i started going gay and then i had to stop myself and the pivot man you know there's something wrong when three white women run to a black man's arms and they're happy they haven't won any awards, but they've won your hearts. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the eric intellectual saviors. Because Eric is vomiting his guts out somewhere
2: in some dark hole. That's true. It is very true. Actually, he decided that he would go gay, and uh, he's got a terrible rash, and it's
0: spreading. (laughs) Yeah, by the way, uh, I missed the show and caught the intro, and he's like, cut the whole pivot man part out of the whole thing. So Eric, if you're listening, which I know you're probably going to listen until we just destroy your ass in a second... um, yeah, we left you in because you're part of the group and you're included and you're still a fucking host.
2: Hmm. My God. We're even
0: guestless. We don't have a guest. We don't have a third host. We're just. We do have a guest. We're man-moding it. We do have an interview later, yeah. We have an interview on Skype that we'll get to momentarily. Um. So I guess now that I'm kind of in charge of the whole thing, oh, I can do whatever the fuck I
2: want. Here we go. No, no, no. It's going to be great. I was, was going to ask you how your week went. Well, my week was boring as shit. Nothing happened of uh, substance per usual. So there. Thanks for ruining that whole. Segment. Ended ended that, didn't I?
0: Moving on. So my week was great. <laughs> I went and caught a show last night. Oh really? I got I got yeah I got really toasted last night actually. Wow, that's true. I get, I get the text got really from toasted.
2: Boggs around eight thirty nine o'clock asking me to go. To the bar. And I was like, god damn, man. If you would have just caught me a half hour earlier, I would have been fucking toasted with him. But I was uh, doing kid duty. See, I don't really get how that works. How is it not, oh, let me get
0: through with kid duty, then I'll go out. Well, we just... that's what it is with me. If somebody contacts me and I'm hanging out with a kid, I'm
2: like, yeah, 9 o'clock, I'm free. Well, no, I mean, but like I said, we just started... Watching a show together, a movie, and so I mean, it wouldn't have been over until 10 11 ish. And then by the time I drove out to where you guys were and stuff, we'd just, be leaving, it's yeah, just too fucking fair. late. That's fair, that's fair. And then I'd get there and I'd be the sober guy, and I'd be like, Come on, man, drive me home. I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> I had, I had a DD, is, sucks. I had one
0: of my buddies drive me home because he doesn't like beer. Mm. which is, by the way, why we went to the particular bar, since they have, like, 350 beers. Yeah. We we're going to, like, try to find him. I was going to say,
2: like, the fucking house-o-beer, and then you don't like so, beer. So we had, yeah, we had a, a co-worker of mine's
0: girlfriend who's, like, a huge beer connoisseur, Jessica. You've met her.
2: Yes. Um, Very nice young
0: lady. She is a great, she is a great lady. Uh, so she's also insanely knowledgeable about beer, so she's just, like, running the gauntlet on him and I on beers that we like and stuff but the problem is this guy doesn't like beer so when he hits a dud guess who covers his drink mm. this guy so i don't remember what i spent i don't remember <laughs> what i
2: tipped i was so hammered when i got home uh, th- I, i'm a fucking Did i pay th- i don't even know if i paid my tab oh my god
0: i had to if they had me on file
2: they have a, i was gonna say they have a poster up looking There's, out for this guy i
0: had to have had a tab I know they didn't let me walk out without paying it.
2: Well, I know we went there one time, and Jessica was there with us, and she picked out a couple beers for us to try. Actually, if you guys want to experience that night, um, go back to episode, I don't know, 50 something or 40 something of the um, drunk podcast, podcasting drunk, or Man. whatever the fuck we named it. That was that night. We, uh, Yeah, she picked out the a few. What, I had like three beers, and I was... Shit. I know, man. I was already because, shitty. It's
0: because of what she picked out, dude. Oh. Those beers were fucking ridiculous. It was awesome.
2: So, yeah, it really was. And then we got back, and, and then we got to back drink. here, and I
0: had like four or five more. And yeah, and then my ex-wife had to come pick me up. It's
2: great because you listen to the show and you can just hear it go downhill toward the end. <laughs> and then we did a video on YouTube that night, and I. I don't know which video it was because since we stopped fucking doing, but it's if you look at, on YouTube, you'll find the video for that particular episode, and you'll see Shitty Boggs who's having trouble, not only trying to play his guitar but just set in the fucking chair as he's trying to play. <laughs> I loved it, man. It was great. I think it got like the most hits of any of our YouTube. Videos. I know it's
0: it. It becomes increasingly hard to play guitar as you get more and more drunk. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I found that out. So, so hey that's, that's that's good. Right? Reminiscing on our part
2: is a good reminiscing dude we have a lot to talk about in this show that's true i think we'll go ahead and we'll throw it to our interview that we did with uh, mr lucian greaves of the satanic temple which that just sounds so great rolling off the tongue
0: <laughs> yeah it really does but uh oh, yes. for those who oh, i was going to premise this a little okay that's cool with you sure thing, sir this was probably one of the better interviews we've done uh, the person that we're talking to is highly intelligent, way more intelligent than the two of us. And we were kind of looked at each other halfway through the interview, like, "Damn son, this guy, he knows his shit." He was very thorough with a lot of his art. and a lot of that has to do, I feel like, because of the position that he has in their group. Uh, well, he is the spokesman, so he is the spokesman. Better so know his he, shit. He better know his shit. The yeah, other thing with that, that is because of that, he has to deal with a lot of the legalities of what they're doing yes. and make sure that it actually does fit the bill. And they're very cordial and respectful of American law. Um, in exactly. fact, really, if there's anything that I can really gather from this interview, it sounds
2: like he wanted to be treated equal, and that was really it. Yes, and that, so, I have to say, yeah, it was. It was pretty much what I expected. I mean, he, yeah, very knowledgeable. I mean, real, real nice guy. I mean, I know you're gonna hear Satanist. Ooh you're going to get that premonition yeah it's that whole you know misconception thing but when you listen to it i think not yeah, like you're, like you're going to run out and join the satanic church or anything after listening to it but i think you'll kind of be like okay well they're not not that bad actually, I actually
0: find myself asking why not what why don't why you want to join
2: it sounds it literally sounded like they were
0: atheists that just wanted to fuck with people in a legal way that was cordial and respectful
1: I,
2: yes It's exactly what it sounds like. Yes, it does, actually.
0: I'm not going to lie. So, anyway, here's the interview that we gave to uh, Lucian Greaves. Suck it. rolling.
2: Okay. And we're joined now with uh, Lucian Greaves of the Satanic Temple. Now, Lucian, you're the uh, spokesman for the Satanic Temple, correct?
1: Correct, yep.
2: Okay, um, of course we had you on because... One of the, I'd say, the bigger, smaller stories in the news this past week, uh, for anybody who watches cable news or reads any news site, is um, the Oklahoma City Monument of the Ten Commandments has been a big stink, And of course, you guys have come in and decided that you wanted to place uh, your satanic uh, memorial monument with it. And um, I, I do want to get into the heart of that. But like I said beforehand, I've been watching some of these newscasts and reading some of the snippets out of the different uh, news stories online and everything and the the portrayal of the satanic church what they always say is you know you always hear children sacrifice a lot or you hear just complete evil like you guys are out to wreck christianity and all this stuff and i wanted to kind of give you a chance first of all to just talk about what the satanic temple actually is and what your actual belief system is about to kind of clarify
3: well yeah those stories of uh satanic cults that go around murdering and committing ritual sacrifices and those kinds of things those actually never existed at all and um but it's kind of from that mythology that some of the aesthetic is is built that we latch onto. and uh you know the question would be why would you latch on to such a negative seeming aesthetic to begin with but Part of the drive is people who uh, embrace an outsider status and are able to look outside of those arbitrary boundaries that are set or set up upon these superstitious mythologies or whatever else. But uh, going back to biblical times, there's never been an unbroken tradition of Satanism. It's always kind of been derived from these accusations of heresy, from the witch hunts and that type of thing. But later on, uh, from Milton to... uh, Blake uh Shelley we had uh this kind of uh literary satanism that came into vogue where the, the whole mythology was reinterpreted uh that uh, as Lucifer as the rebel angel against the universal tyranny and that's the kind of mythology we grab onto in This cultural construct, it's so powerful because it does have, it does resonate with people in such a way, it has this psychological power because it's beaten into our heads so often and there's people who gravitate to the blasphemic also and not just to offend people but also in a way that they embrace it because they feel they're undermining the, the kind of cultural programming that they've been subjected to for perhaps their entire lives so that's kind of the core of, of Satanism right there. The uh the rejection of arbitrary authority, that uh, that embracing of the blasphemic and uh the aesthetic and, and the uh search for personal sovereignty and the pursuit of knowledge.
2: Yeah, I, I love that because I think when I was um trying to get a hold of you, I'd send a couple of emails back and forth and I, I sent you that clip from um Fox News is that Gretchen Carlson show and the reason I brought that up is because they had the, the all-star religious panel on with uh, that Rabbi Shmuley and uh, Bill Donahue of the Catholic league. And, you know, one of them had brought up that point about, you know, if you guys really wanted a mo- monument to Satan and you know, it'd have the children sacrifice and show all the evils of the world and this and that. And I mean, as an atheist, you know, from, you know, it's like, we don't really, of course, all of it to us is like, whatever you know we don't really buy into any of it but I don't know I can't say I'm an expert on Satanism but from what I have read in the past and what I do know about it I know that's not really the case it's just kind of funny that that's always the first thing that you hear everybody jump well it's particularly
3: egregious when it's a rabbi saying that because has he no sense of history Mm -hmm. some of this uh, a lot of what he was saying or absolutely everything he was saying in fact had been attributed to Jews for centuries when they had never done any such thing either. And that kind of mythology was just converted over into this idea of Satanists when it becomes uh, uh, less politically correct to blame Jews or, you know, or pagans before them or early Christians by the pagans before that. So to hear a rabbi of all people throwing out uh, this kind of slanderous blood libel, you know, it, it makes it... Leads you to believe he has uh, uh, zero education on on the history of his own of his own people.
0: Now, honestly, that makes me laugh so hard too. Well, it's like it is true it's though. so true. It's ridiculous. Uh, so on that note, I guess. Um, <laughs> so how do you feel about Fox News, just as an organization of news? <laughs>
3: like well, I, uh, I I've done a two. Fox interviews so far. The first one was actually with Alan Combs, and all he did, these were both Fox Radio, and all he did was contest the idea that I'm a Satanist. He just he, he couldn't handle it. The fact that I don't believe in a personal Satan to him was altogether too much. And um, of course, there's always this question of sincerity because I employ humor anyway, so you can't both be sincere and humorous at the same time, of course. You know, it has to be all doom and gloom i guess especially with satanism yeah but um so that that was that for that interview he had me on um for about 10 minutes before he gave up and hung up and it was funny because on the website it said you know call in talk to the satanist and that kind of thing so <laughs> i guess he didn't feel the conversation was going well the other day i did laura ingraham oh uh... yeah and that- <laughs> That was fun. Um, <laughs>
2: she is the worst. <laughs>
3: yeah. But, um, but at it, it least, you know, she, she came out and she, she, uh, she tried hammering away at me and, um, it, it was a, it was a pretty combative interview overall, but by the end she was, uh, she was saying that she was attesting that she really did want, just want to understand where I was coming from and that kind of thing. And, um, appreciated me being on and she understood the uh the value the constitutional value of religious freedom that we we're trying to put forward in oklahoma so it was really kind of surprising there but um the worst fox uh representation of course are the ones in which they've never tried to learn anything about us but speak about us anyways and the gretchen carlson show there was one of those i, I think they knew in advance they're going to talk about us and schmuly and the uh catholic fellow couldn't be bothered to even take, you know, just but a moment's time to look up anything about us. And then we but the worst so far was uh yesterday or day before, January 9th. Um there's this show called Mensa Meeting on Fox. Oh it's hosted by That's the it's Imus, the by,
2: Imus show, right? Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, yeah, Don Imus. And they started at the question to the panel they had was one of whether or not we should be allowed to put up our monument as though it's up to them. And, um, they didn't take a legal perspective. In fact, they didn't take an educated perspective at all. They started spouting the the most ignorant things. And, um, they were saying that, uh, we, we, uh, promote evil and that our only, only goal is, is the goal of an anti-Christian goal. That's it. We're just, just an oppositional movement strictly shouldn't be recognized as a religious construct in the least and we're just there to offend christians and we promote evil but then it went, it went too far when uh this guy bernard mcgurk he actually said that um they should be able to put the statue up then they should be shot right next to it and then we take it down that's the exact quote and so we uh we contacted our lawyer immediately, and our lawyer sent a letter today to the Fox News Network asking for a public apology and uh, and a reprimand reprimand of this McGurk asshole because he's uh, he's calling for our execution on a on a national television.
2: Yeah, I think I saw something like that. Yeah, the only one I, I remember you um, that blonde girl. I don't know her name. She kept saying that that to her. The only reason she was against it is because Satanism is anti-Christian. That was her whole thing against it. But um, I guess since we're ta- talking about this, now I posted this story, of course, like on, we threw it out on our Twitter and on our Facebook and stuff, but for anybody who's not completely up on it, um, I'll just kind of sit up and then you, let you take over. Uh, Oklahoma City put up a Ten Commandments monument about a year ago, roughly. And I know the ACLU had uh, sued to try and take it down and... I don't know exactly what all happened with that. One thing I heard was that they said it was allowed because it was private funding that put it up, which still didn't make any sense to me, considering it's public property. Um, but So that's kind of where you guys come in. You started a campaign now for doing fundraising on uh, was it Indiegogo.com to raise $20,000, so you could purchase a, monu- a right. satanic monument, right. basically, so you could put it up next to it, because freedom of religion, right? You're gonna have one. You gotta have the rest.
3: Right. It, well, and also with the Ten Commandments, it wasn't just because it was privately funded, but they also um, made made up this argument that it also wasn't a religious monument. That it's a historical monument. It commemorates a historical document that um, was somehow. Uh, Vital to the formation of American law, which is an idea yeah. I would contest. Um, I, I wouldn't say the the Ten Commandments are unique to American law in the least, or constitutional law at all, because it uh, you know the first commandment directly um, directly contradicts. Yeah, well, like first I said, as atheists, we've
2: gone over this on the show many times, where we've seen the where they try and force school and prayer. Or prayer schools, excuse me, or the commandments or another religious symbol in another place. And they try and pull out that shit where it's, this is a Christian nation, you know. Well, that's completely false. And we've proven on this show, we've went through all the documentation. So, yeah, exactly.
3: Well, they, they, so they, but they go with this historical documents argument. So, they, so if we're to actually look at the Ten Commandments and compare it against law, we have to figure that they're taking a very broad view of the formation of law. And so for that reason, you look at our monument design and it's the Baphomet, which is this goat headed character, the three horns and, um, you know, in a traditional pose. Um, but the, the Baphomet comes from the inquisition, you know, it comes from the, the word came from the, the heresy trials of the Knights Templar in the 12th century. And Baphomet almost certainly comes from the word Mahomet, or it's a bastardization of Muhammad. And that was supposed to be the idol, that the satanic idol that um, the Templars had been worshipping. And so you, you kind of see how different outgroups are satanized, and we feel that as a historical marker, this kind of this would commemorate those outgroups, the witch hunts, this kind of trial and error that we helped formulated uh, secular law more than anything, with the presumption of innocence, the burden of proof, removed from supernaturalism, you know, material evidence, that kind of thing. And uh, today, you know, in in the United States, we're offended by the idea of anti-blasphemy laws, trying people for heresy, that kind of thing. So if you're going to look at it that way, I think our monument has... uh, just as good at least of a historical basis to be there but what's funny is now that we've made that argument now that i've been making that argument in the press because they were saying well this you know some of the representatives were saying our monument will be rejected on these historical grounds now all of a sudden the complaint has become you guys aren't an actual religion so i don't know if this state is thinking they might adopt the ten commandments and then accept it as a religious message I don't know to what degree they're able to completely change course of argument to begin with and still have any credible argument within the court. This is something for the lawyers to hash out, but it's interesting to see how desperate they're getting, especially now that we've surpassed our funding goal.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I noticed that you guys just got that the other day. And I, I thought it was interesting. You guys filed the petition. Or whatever the paperwork is this past week to go ahead and put in a motion. So now how does that work? The Oklahoma legislature has to vote on it or is there a council? I, I'm not exactly aware of how that works.
3: Well, you know, we're gonna have to follow up with them and ask ourselves. The the uh the Capital Preservation Commission, they're the ones who uh look this over, they oversee this and we had to send the letter to them and then send our architectural designs to them. They uh they were reported in the press Wednesday to have received our design. They haven't reached out to us at all. So, all we've heard from them is is the bullshit they've put out to the press. And one of those bits of bullshit was them saying that they had put a moratorium on uh, new monument requests after some sometime after they had uh, solicited us for our architectural designs.
2: Yeah, I saw something so on that. We,
3: we had written. We had written them a letter saying we intended to uh, donate a monument to them to complement and contrast the Ten Commandments. So then they solicited us for our architectural designs, and we put in time and resources to get those completed. Nowhere in that time did they contact us, as they could have. They knew we were working on this, to tell us that anything had changed. So we expect them to consider our proposal. And also we have taken the position that, we're willing to take a type of summary judgment on this with the understanding that if things change for the uh, inclusion of the Ten Commandments monument, if the ACLU pushing forward ultimately wins and the Ten Commandments monument is to be taken down, that has ramifications for our monument too. We understand that. In the meantime, they can either consider our, our proposal or take the Ten Commandments down in the interim. You know, as long as it's there, we feel our claim has standing.
2: That's the one thing where I was, like I said, that kind of made me a little bit happy about what you guys are doing for the fact that, like I said, you have a lot of groups that will come out and protest against it, like we said, trying to put um, one religion above another or, you know, put it into the government sphere where it's not supposed to be, I mean, according to our constitution, which they all love so much, but. Then I also heard this is a little bit off that, but um, like like a Hindu group and like the church of the flying spaghetti monster to also requisition. I think in in part with yours, I think that's why they put in that moratorium, like you said afterwards, because they started getting other requests and they just, I guess they felt it was turned into a circus. But I think with, when you guys did that, I think the great thing about it was, you know, those other ones, it's like, whatever, but then you see Satanism and come out and you guys put out that design. And I mean, I, I love it. I think it's awesome. But I know how some people look at it, and especially people of the Christian faith, and they're going to be very off put by it. Um, but to me, it's I love what you guys are doing, because it's fighting fire with fire, like ACLU or us, we could complain about it. And it, it's such a struggle to try and get them to remove these things instead of continue, like continually trying to push them on us. But for you guys to come out, and it's almost like it's equal you know it's like they're a religious group you're a religious group you're like if you're gonna have it you have to let us as well and I love the fact that you're putting that pressure on them so even if it does go against you you know where you won't be allowed to put yours up either I mean like I said for from my viewpoint it's still a victory you know because you've done what we can't do almost (laughs) you know what I mean I don't have
0: an atheist monument
3: (laughs) Yeah, there's absolutely something entirely unique about satanism in this thing because um if you, I don't know if you saw what was going on in Florida with us, but over Christmas there was a nativity scene allowed out on the Capitol Rotunda yes. in Tallahassee, and um, some of our membership contacted us there, and they said, "Hey, why don't we put a put up a display also?" So um, we filed the paperwork for them, and um, in the meantime, when um, after they said, "Okay, you need you need to show us uh, pictures of your." of your design uh, tell us how much space you need that kind of thing um it took our membership some time to put together their design and in the interim um the Capitol rotunda had accepted a festivus pole to be put there made out of beer cans and uh a flying spaghetti monster display also next to the uh the manger scene so we thought well that's fine we're we're putting ours up too and our, our uh our guys in Tallahassee, they ended up making this diorama-type display with an angel falling from heaven into these flames below. It said, uh, on a banner above it, it said, Happy Holidays from the Satanic Temple. And there was actually a couple biblical verses on the side, like Isaiah or something, uh, about angel falling. You know, so biblical quotes. But um, they rejected us. And uh, you could tell that I, I had a feeling that uh, spaghetti monster church was uh, <laughs> disappointed that we should get that honor but um, the ACLU wrote a strongly worded letter on our behalf to the um, Department of Management Services and we have our lawyers still looking at how we can handle uh, this situation because it was obvious viewpoint discrimination we even wrote to them they they rejected us and said that our display was grossly offensive for the holidays in Before we even went to the ACLU, we uh, wrote them an email and said, all right, if you can point out to us any tangible, substantive deviations from any established community standards, so we know you're not just engaging in viewpoint discrimination, we're, we're happy to work with you and revise our monument. They never even bothered to get back to us, which to me is infuriating, you know, that they can just take that liberty that you have people in public office who are so ignorant as to where their authority begins and ends, who they're representing, what they're representing, and why, that they, that they do this. Uh, and this ignorance seems to be growing and growing, and I feel like we're a great antidote to it. We would have never applied to have a monument in Oklahoma if the Ten Commandments weren't already there. You know, we've acknowledged several times that it may well be better if no monuments are there at all, but so long as there are so so long as there's a Ten Commandments monument there, it's so much better that there be a multiplicity of voices represented rather than just allowing one group to co-opt the power and authority of the and state. And that's true. And I'll tell you another way. thing. If
2: they, if they were to put yours up, I might actually drive up there and check it out. That's a
0: couple-hour drive I might make. So, you know, one of the things that I've been, I've been sitting here listening to you talk. Uh, so how many... How often do you feel that it's it's a great irony that you hear so many people come out and talk about how their religion is one of love and compassion, and then, you know, you get blasted on Fox News and called for your head, and basically, I mean, for lack of a better word, you're threatened.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, there is there is no better word for it. We were directly threatened. A, a guy calling for us to be shot in public. I, I mean, how ignorant does that get? Into and to make that kind of statement, in the uh, in the name of moral superiority, uh, is is the irony completely beyond somebody like that? I mean, at what level of stupid do you really have to be that you can't well, comprehend? <laughs> you know. uh, I want see. This
0: is I think the thought that should depress you more is that I, I, I feel like the only reason he gets to say that is because about ninety percent of his listeners
2: feel that way.
3: Right,
2: right. So, so well, that, that was a point he tried to make. I, Lucian, you probably remember this, or he threw out that, like, you know, the majority of people are Christians, therefore it's like that majority rules kind of thing, which isn't really the way it's supposed to be in a democracy. I mean, not quite the way that he's pointing it out. Like, more so than that, we're not a democracy. It's a Well, republic. we are a republic, you have representatives,
0: but, but. And all the same, I as he'd said, like moral superiority. Well, that's what he was
2: saying. He goes, well, it's a democracy, so it's majority rules. It's like, well, that's not really the way it is. That's why we have a constitution. We have those, but they never, like, yeah, if it's against their beliefs and it kind of gets thrown out the window.
3: Well, yeah, this, this idea of, of it's undemocratic to have uh, a minority represented on the public grounds is completely, um, misguided. Uh, it's, it's ignorant, uh, you know, we have a constitutional republic that defends the rights of minorities in the same way it defends the rights of any majority. You know, you know it's If they wanted to uh, go the free market route to see who could or couldn't, well, we've already raised the money for one thing, but if they kept it on private property, you wouldn't see us. We don't have property in, in Oklahoma. You know, they open this door. And it's like I said on the Laura Ingraham show, she was trying to ask me, well, would you approve of seeing a a Nazi monument or or any other uh, vile hate group uh, putting up a monument next to yours in response and so on and so on? And I told her that that's not really a question for me. You know, that's not something to, to throw at me as though I'm to blame for this. This should have been... Immediately in the mind of the legislature in Oklahoma, before they put this through, it should have been the first question: Is are we ready to accept, you know, multiple voices, even ones we disagree with, in our foreseen monument park? And that's how they described it. You know, it's forthcoming monument park because they, they were making the argument that this was open to everybody before they knew that anybody would take advantage of that.
2: I don't want to keep you on all that, but there's a couple other things I wanted to kind of go back on because um, you brought up the Florida thing earlier. And um, like the first time I had kind of heard about you guys was actually about a year or so ago when um, Rick Scott was at the point trying to pass a law, which I think we've another stage recently done this where they were going to pass. It's not really a prayer in school law, but it's a meditation in school, but it gives
3: it's it's prayer in school, but they're trying to word it in such a way that they are acting like prayer in school was an unintended exactly. consequence of exactly. And
2: I love the fact that, like I said, this is the first time I heard about you guys. Um, you went down there to do an endorsement of him. And I thought I may be wrong on this so correct me if I am but basically you guys are saying this is a great thing you know we're totally behind this because now we can have people get up in front of these classes or children who are satanist and they could actually do satanic prayers or you know talk about our religion in front of the class so you guys put that different spin on it and I love well, yeah,
3: it yeah but but there's but there's a truth to that I mean yeah, well, yeah. I mean it is funny but 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 look, I mean, like I said, with with Oklahoma, we have no private, we have no property there, so they open that door, oh, and the a satanic monument where you, they would have never seen anything like it anywhere else before. It's only on a public place we could possibly do that. So, like with Rick Scott, he opens up that door for inspirational messages in school. Well, we think, you know, if we take him at his word, and this is just open to religion, this is a great boom for religious diversity because. Most of these children, of course, in, these, in this Judeo-Christian culture have been in, indoctrinated into uh, some kind of Christian upbringing, in the, probably in the, in the jurisdiction that uh, Rick Scott is in, and they're never going to hear of, of these alternative or minority religions. And he opens the door for those messages to put themselves into school, and now these kids can hear about alternatives firsthand. So <laughs> we thought, well... I mean, who who's he really giving the advantage to? It's
2: true. Unintended con- consequences. You gotta love that. Um, the one of the last things I wanted to bring up to you, and I love this. This is probably one of the best things I saw. And um, I've spouted the greatness of Vice. Uh, they have a television show on HBO, which I highly recommend. They do an online magazine, and I saw that in 2013 they voted their weirdest story. Um, an incident that you guys had involving Westboro Baptist Church where you guys performed a pink mass. And I was wondering if you could explain that for anybody that hasn't heard about it. I love this story. I think this is so great.
3: Well we were I was in Boston with uh, another one of the co founders from the Satanic Temple. And um we were in Boston all throughout the Boston Marathon bombing. And um the the uh Westboro Baptist Church had decided they wanted to come and protest the um, funerals of the people who were bombed because God brought mm. the bombs, and to me that was just you know they they're always crossing over the line, but that that was really going too far. I really thought we we really need to do something for for these guys, and we actually went to uh, to meet with them, you know, to confront them. they were going to show up in Boston. They didn't they didn't show up. I I think it was a very volatile situation. They were wise not to, but they started tweeting these uh, snotty little things about how they were there in spirit and they had their God hates fags signs uh, uh, photoshopped in above the crowd in Boston, that kind of thing. So we thought, what kind of symbolic uh, meeting can we have with them, you know? How can we meet them in spirit in kind of a uh, just as offensive kind of way? So we looked up to see where Fred Phelps's mother was buried and his uh and his father but we thought it was particularly poignant with his mother so we went over to Mississippi where she lay and um we did uh we did a couple gay ceremonies over her um over her grave you know we did the we had a couple gay couples making out over her grave and um I I ultimately uh rested my nuts upon the uh upon the grave and it's the great culmination of this ritual ceremony and we got, picture, we got pictures of all this and uh we we released the pub the we released some of the pictures in a press release to the public and that story actually kind of took off and we had declared that um we had turned his mother gay in the afterlife to cause him <laughs> further distress hopefully so that, uh... but um one, one thing the press one thing the press really didn't uh, report on was the the full uh, full joke. There is that I, I had uh, I had told them in just about every interview, but most of them didn't mention it. Is that we didn't we don't believe in the supernatural, right? We don't we don't believe we turned her gay in the afterlife. We were mocking their beliefs in such a way that um, we were taking it saying that due to their beliefs we believe that they were obligated to believe that uh mrs phelps there was gay in the afterlife and our our uh our beliefs are inviolable just as the westboro baptist churches are that's their big argument they've gone to the supreme court with it and uh despite what they say they, nobody can challenge our right to believe that they believe
2: say i love that and see, I, I wasn't thinking about the messing with their beliefs i thought you guys had stole that from the mormons i was telling boggs here before the show we were kind of looking at us laughing about it and i was like I, they stole that from the mormons because the mormons do that thing where they do the baptisms after death like they'll do that with the jews who died in the holocaust they'll baptize them as mormon you know so they can go up and meet elohim or whatever so i thought you guys might oh, have yeah,
3: yeah oh yeah that, that was part of it too it, okay. it all fell into place <laughs> it was all just the perfect storm that uh to the inevitability of my nuts resting on that grave.
2: Yeah. I mean, you get, you know, the grand finale. Those, yeah, I those, think,
3: were, those were natural I, forces at work there. I, I couldn't, it couldn't be resisted. I
0: think you played that all wrong. I think you guys should have gone to a non homosexual's grave and had straight sex on top of it and, uh, you know, turn them straight in the afterlife and helped out the Westboro Baptist Church a little. Like, you, start start doing some good here. Yeah. For everybody. Well, yeah, why are you guys always doing bad and if, things? And if you ever do that problems. in the future, just. Send us a message and be like, "Hey, by the way, <laughs> we're going to do." This. idea came to fruition because I am looking that shit up.
3: <laughs> there, we uh, go. I don't know how many people emailed us uh, soon thereafter and were insisting we go find Jerry Falwell's grave.
2: Oh man, yeah, that's one right there. What? Well, when Pat Robertson dies too, you can do a double up on both those two. <laughs> Is that,
0: does that mean a
2: DP? Is that what you're going for? No, nah, not oh. that. Not that kind of. No, not a DP. You idiot. <laughs> what? God damn it me? Come on dude We're, We've done really good In this interview We've kept our no. cussing down And everything else
0: Yeah I know As soon as I start talking The curse words come
2: out We're so bad usually um, <laughs> Well I don't really want To keep you too much I mean we've had you, You've you been really Generous with your time And I, we bitch about this Every week Because everybody knows We do this Fucking show at like In the wee hours of the morning Every Saturday night Because this is like The only time we can get together So that's so why we never Have anybody on But you are gracious enough And you're on the east coast too right yeah so Uh, it's almost one in the morning there so lucian's been extremely gracious with his time so i mean i don't want to keep you any longer and stuff i really appreciate it but if there's anything else that you wanted to say before you go i mean the floor is completely yours if there's anything you want to promote uh, the website or any other endeavors you guys have upcoming
3: well sure yeah just check us out at the satanic temple.com and um you know, we have a section in there where we where we uh, just write up whatever campaigns we're working on. We have a lot more stuff forthcoming, and I feel like we're going to be uh, a topic that the news is going to carry on with for some time. We're really kind of developing a nice press list and um, some nice contacts overall and a huge amount of support. I know we were bitching a bit about, you know, some of the Fox News crowd and that kind of thing, but I, I can't... Uh, I can't tell you how happy I am, just the amount of support of email and even looking around on the internet and seeing the comments on a lot of the articles, very supportive. And to the, to the point where we get emails and they'll even start out with the caveat, you know, I am a Christian, however, and yet they still feel comfortable reaching out to us and saying they support what we're doing for constitutional mm-hmm. liberty, that kind of thing. So I think now is really the time. Uh, now... You know, somebody can come along and do this kind of thing, and it's really going to cause a difference, and I think for the better.
2: Well, like I said, I'm totally on board, even though, like I said, this show, we're a bunch of heathens, but, you know, we're totally on board with what you're doing, we understand it, and hell, like I said, even if uh, they decide that they want to put it up, I'm fine with that. I think that's a win, you know, for our, our cause, even, to be honest with you, because, like I said, right now, it's Christianity or nothing, so... Yeah, we're totally on board with you and I appreciate right. it. And hey, if you guys got some other stuff coming down the pike, you know, it hits up, man. We'd love to have you on again. You've been awesome.
3: Yeah, well, uh, you know, message me anytime. I'll always come back and, and, and right. check up. Well, thank you, man. Guys. I appreciate it.
2: All right. Thanks, Lucian. Thanks very much.
3: Yeah, thank you. All right.
2: And there you have it. What? Where what? was it? Uh, The timer what who i i don't know anyway so wrote it down so like you said if you want to contact him and stuff you can go to their website satanic temple.com and there's contact information and all this stuff on uh, the church or the temple whatever you know what we're saying anyway lucian greens thank you
0: for coming on the show and talking about the satanic church and stuff
2: I wish we would have asked him to put a fucking curse on Eric before he left. Couldn't they have done that, I wonder? Hexed him. Oh, I guess he's already got that rash.
0: Well, since he he was trying to stop himself from going gay, oh. we should just, over his sick, dying, dead body, have a homosexual couple making out and stuff. Oh, and... we're
2: going to have a pink mask on Eric's fucking <laughs> grave when he dies. Oh, it's going to be great. Oh. Hey, man, that's what happens. Oh, look, I'm too, too sick to show up for the show, huh? Exactly. Fuck him. That's right. Literally. Fuck him. Uh, well, not literally for me. Well, uh, you know, we we get the couple. I'm sure we can pay somebody. So, let's see. We got to actually do some other stuff. Oh, yeah. Some newsy items. Uh, this is, uh, for anybody listening, when I say this happened today, today, uh, January 11th, or now the 12th for us, since we do this at fucking 2 in the morning. But um, Ariel Sharon died today. I don't know if you know this, Boggs. You're not as newsy as I am, but I keep up with this stuff. He's I the- don't even know who that is. Exactly, You're a young buck, son. It's okay. Uh, He was prime minister of uh, Israel back in like 70s, 80s, something like that. A long time ago. I mean, I remember it, you know. Um, Actually, I think he, was he still when Clinton was in? It doesn't fucking matter. So, Ariel Sharon, um, I just want to point out, you're going to see a lot of things on the news about him, and we did our show on Israel-Palestine before, and I think I pretty much say what I feel about it. Um, I have no problem with Israelis, or Jewish people, but the government of Israel and what they do to the Palestinians I think is completely ridiculous. Um and Errol Sharon was probably like the worst fucking person ever when it came to the the way they treated the Palestinians. When he was in, more settlements were built, uh, more land was seized in the West Bank. And um like his nickname, for instance, was the Bulldozer. I mean, which that could go other ways too, you know. Like he's really good in the bedroom? I'm just saying. Hey, ladies, look out. Here comes the bulldozer. Um, mm. I think it's funny. you know. I mean, he's pretty revered, of course, with Israelis because they looked at him as like a major protector of them. But I think for most of the rest of the, that region, all the Arab countries, of course, and I guarantee the Palestinians, they all kind of look at him as a war criminal and a pretty evil son of a bitch. Um, I've always wondered. I don't understand. Like, we're... Like I said, you're going to hear nothing but good things about him from conservatives, liberals aside. Um, And it's so crazy to me, like, why you get such a defense, because what they're doing with the Palestinians, I mean, it's against every U.N. charter, you know. They're breaking international law by building those settlements and stuff, and yet we continue to defend them. And the only thing I could think about is um, there's... Uh, a pack, like the largest, most powerful pack, or one of them, is called APAC. It's the uh, American Israeli Public Affairs Committee, and um, every year they have a big conference. And they just don't—they put so much money, you know, in our po- political system. And every year, I mean, you'll have like they'll have it this year, and you'll see Obama getting up to speak. You'll see all the major players in the Republican Party. Uh, Hillary Clinton will be there, kissing their ass. And uh, I don't know—I just don't understand how such a small population. I'm talking about like the Jewish people, the Israeli people in this country have such a hold over our political system when it comes to those international affairs. It boggles my mind. Man, I'm getting too serious, dude. I'm sounding like Eric. It's more than that. We need a joke. We need joke time. Fuck off. Okay, so it's I think (laughs) the
0: attitude you're striking. The attitude you're striking for, though, the reason why is because, and honestly, I mean this, it's a complete ruse to get constituents to vote for them. That's why both sides. You'll notice that both sides don't disagree on shit. Like, they, they don't, don't disagree, disagree in public on anything. You know why that is? Because all it really is oh. is it's vote hurting.
2: Oh, they disagree a lot in public, son.
0: No, they don't. They really don't, man. They say the same shit, and they just say that they're in opposition to whatever the other opponent says. But when it gets down to, like, brass tacks and economic policy, brass tacks and any sort of yeah, venture like that, you only have a few options anyway. I agree with that. With it, the corporations. It's, corporation it's doing about who you want to market to. It really, it really is. is. It comes down to a marketing scheme about how they can acquire votes. That's all it is. But you know, when when it comes to the Israeli type issues, look at America. What do the people that are voting for these people? What do they feel about it? Because that's how they're going to emulate. You know what I'm saying? When when it comes down to it, like people like my dad, all the like, and I'm <laughs> I'm gonna totally offend him, but all the redneck dumbass people that uh, just like have this really Christian view of everything, and they, you know, obviously we're gonna we're going to for some strange reason, sympathize with Jewish people. For why, why? Why Why are we sympathizing with them? Because they are kind of like, they're not even the same religion. That's the thing that always bothered me. Is like, you literally broke away from this religion for a reason. Yeah. But no, no, it's God's people, so we're like, what does that say about Christians? Like well, Christians were God's people. Yeah. But
2: that attitude, that's why they do that. That's why they kiss ass, because they need votes. See, I don't... The Republicans, I kind of get more, and I guess I kind of understand that with some of the Democrats because the, the religious aspect of it, you know, I think we talked about this before because they're all, the Christianity, because if you go by the Bible, like the whole end of time shit, like the Jewish people are the chosen people and they have to inhabit that land or Jesus can't come back. I, I mean, I know that's a little psychotic to say that that's why they're into it, but I think there's a pretty good portion of them, like they're, you know, especially on the conservative side that I think they truly believe that. So that's their reasoning put behind back. And I get it, man. It's like I said, I have no problem with the Jewish people. And I understand the Holocaust was a terrible ordeal. But then to see their government basically kind of treat the Palestinians. I mean, I'm not saying they treat them like the Jews in the Holocaust. I'm not round them up on fucking trains. But they're, you know, they're taking their land. They're enclosing them in. They treat them pretty shitty. And it's like people say, oh, the Palestinians are terrible because, you know, they strap bombs to their chest and go to a market and blow up people. It's like, well, they don't have one of the largest armies in the world the way the israelis do. they don't have the air force they don't have tanks you know they don't have a giant superpower funding them which is what we are yeah it's it's like so it's like i'm not condoning it i mean we totally are against it. it's not like we're oh yeah well i mean i understand that's why they do that because that's their only form of retaliation i mean not justifying it but well
0: it's kind of like what eric says when it comes to like serial killers and psychos what do most people say when you when you hear about a story like that we should punish them. We should lock them away. We should kill them back. We should blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? There's always an action that follows that that has nothing to do with why are you that way? If more people ask the question, why are you doing this? And got relevant data back, most Americans would go, you know what? We shouldn't be doing it. It's as simple as that. Like The action that you're doing has a lot of reasons behind it. And the reason that we have now is not a good one. It's just not. Fuck them. Kill them all. Okay, and then there's that. Okay, I'm getting a beer. Oh my god, dude. Shouting, Shouting out, us. by I the way, because it's, it's my favorite. favorite. Rar. Yeah. From Texas. Texas. I love Rar. Thank, Thank you, you for
2: man. getting this for me. If anybody ever comes to Texas, you guys just email us. Oh, shit. Never. Did. We should have done this at the beginning of the show. Hey, Good segue, though. Guess what we always fucking forget? Uh, Make sure you contact us at Twitter or on the Twitter at the Intel Savers. And I want to point this out. If you're on the Twitter and you already follow us or you're going to follow us because you're listening to us and you're like, these guys are fucking bitching. Um, the Shorty Awards are going on now and you can go on and vote. If you follow us, I've fucking tossed a link up there over and over. I'm just beating people down with it. And uh, right now, there's like 200-some podcasts that have been nominated. We're like in sixth place. So let's keep this fucking going, people. We're in sixth place? Right now. Damn. Don't worry. Great. By the time it ends, we'll be about 50th place <laughs> or right, less. That's, I mean, it's, that's fine. But right, right now, now. goddammit, we're right up there. So if you get on, vote for us, and I will continue to fucking send you messages until you do. Oh, yeah. Follow also, us on Facebook. So like us like on there. That's Or email us, uh, intelsaviors at gmail.com, and, you know... Send us nude pics if you're a girl. Or if a guy, just put Eric's name and the uh, subject.
0: Dude, yeah, that was the other thing I was going to say. You know we haven't done enough of on this show even now? Ask for nude pics? No, no, we do that like, every show. We haven't bashed Eric nearly
2: enough. Oh, he's always here, and he's, we don't want to piss. No, off. I mean, like, <clears throat> right now, let's take our chance and fucking nail his bitch ass. You never poke a fucking bear. You know that, right? And that motherfucker's here, and he's... And he's Man, I don't know, was it last week or week four? He was pissed, so it's like we he's definitely like want to get him. He's always pissed. Hey, man, he's rising up against the system. Let's not talk too bad about him, though, because I'm scared. He might try and give me his fucking rash. <laughs> He'll try and rub it all on me. That's, that's fucked like, up, bro. We're gonna get after, we already decided after we finish the show, it'll be like 3 in the morning. We're going to go over to his house and start fucking banging on his door, taking some chicken soup. We should totally do that. Oh yeah. Do you have chicken noodle soup anywhere? Or do we have to go to the store. Fucking <laughs> stop. We'll get some ramen. We'll stop at the fucking gas station and get some ramen, chicken ramen. And take it to it. I think I have. I think I have chicken noodle soup here. I don't have ramen. So this. I don't know what he's got. He says the sinus infection is what he said he really has. That's what he says. But I know the flu has been real bad here lately, and we've had a. Uh, Man, a handful of people are more die of flu-related symptoms, so hopefully he doesn't have that. But if he's not with us next week, he's probably dead. So um, if you guys care about Eric and you hear this in the next few days after we post it, you might want to send him some well wishes at uh, E Ginger Bear on the Twitter. <laughs> also, what if what if he actually does die and we have to go back and like. Edit this well if he dies, yeah, yeah. fuck that.
0: Yeah. We'll leave it on here. Oh, okay, oh. I mean, I he wouldn't he want, want, us want us to actually. actually in in fact, because of because the way that yeah. he's mm. put
2: himself mm. in terms of death, yeah, uh, he'd be like, Yeah, yeah it was so, so I mean, epic. I'm My friends made fun of me them. when <laughs> I that's that true. true. We'll have I to do, do something, something to his body. Well, we already said we're gonna turn him gay, we're gonna do the pink mass over his grave, so we'll put that on YouTube since nothing ever goes on YouTube now. That's what happens. You put Eric in charge, man, shit just goes downhill. Plus if he's dead next week, this is what you're gonna be getting from now on. Yeah, (laughs) it'll be the two oh You're really (laughs) fucked up, dude. Damn. Uh, We'll just just have
0: have a guest on all the time. Yeah. Who pretends to be Eric. Which is
2: dude, believe me. That's what we need to do. We'll just have someone set in every week and they'll be Eric that week. You think, you think I, oh man, man. it's gonna be it's really hard, hard to find someone, someone with that, uh, that that a pissed that, that off ginger off. bear every week to set in though more than that somebody that's like, "You want me to impersonate, impersonate a dead, dead guy, dead guy dead that you guys used to hang out with and hey you and, know it's it's I don't know, fuck it, you want to do this uh, uh, yeah
1: the second amendment a bad name. <laughs> Yeah!
2: Who doesn't, doesn't love like fucking John Bon Jovi? Bon Jovi. <clears throat> anyway, so we do the gun, gun segment, segment and, and we, we that's not an officially titled segment. segment. I just wanted to, wanted to make that fucking like little, little theme, theme thing because I thought it was funny. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> funny. I just decided i like, I gotta do this, I gotta come up with something. So, usually, what it is, I'll pick some random <laughs> asshole who does something stupid with a gun because what this is is pointing out um, idiots um, yes, who carry guns, which shows that we should probably have stricter gun laws so certain people can't get these fucking weapons. Like I said, usually it's just some douchebag on the fucking street. This week, however, we actually have a legislator, a state representative in Kentucky, who had an incident with a gun. And I want to point out, yes, it was a woman. No, not just kidding. It was a woman, though, but not for that reason. Uh, Democrat, too. See, we don't discriminate. We call them as we seize them. So the funny thing was, this representative, her name is uh, Leslie Combs. So she is um, unloading her gun inside the Capitol building in her office, mind you. When uh, one of the rounds inside the chamber discharged, it uh, ricocheted off the floor and got stuck in a bookshelf. And luckily, of course, it didn't hit anybody. Um, the funny thing about it was, like, the whole fucking like Kentucky Congress was there that night because they were getting ready to do the like State of. The union or state of the state address, I guess, for Kentucky. That night, the governor was giving his big speech. And uh, so this happened. Probably a little bit embarrassed, I imagine. But the funniest thing about it was, this was her quote after it happened. She said, I am a gun owner. It happens. (laughs) That's it? I'm a gun owner. It happens. It happens. She shrugged her shoulders and fucking smiled. (laughs) I don't know. I don't. See? It's not it's just not the just drunk, drunk that's sitting drunk on his couch showing his, his friends friend, his new fucking gun. State representative I, and Democrat. I Leslie I'm Cunningham. actually a little shocked at that, to be honest. Um, what, that it happens? No, fuck, no, fuck that. that. <laughs> she should have said shit quote, happens. Man? Oh, I know. Uh, I'm a gun owner. It happens. It, it happens. That's why we need to really regulate who gets these guns. <laughs> so it doesn't just happen. To a seven-year-old's face. Oh, my God. Remember that story? Oh my God! There's like every week. There's one of those where oh, man, kids, just, kids.
0: There's you know. It's, you know, it's, it's this, this is one the of, of, of the things that we've talked about on the show, show. I think before where I was like, I would, would, I would just love to have like, hey, get a license, take this education course, because at that point, like the, like the kid that I'm talking about, it was in, was in a bag, bag, and he the threw the bag, bag in the little in the passenger seat, and the gun discharged and shot his kid in back the back seat. Back mm. And it's like those are really simple safety precautions. You're not a police officer, so you don't need a weapon on hand immediately just transport your gun with the ammo not in the weapon. You know what I'm saying? You transport ammo in a case or the cartridge or whatever,
2: or whatever and, then and then you transport, transport the gun separate. gun separate. That's another thing I'm thinking is like first of all, how did she get a loaded weapon into the Capitol building in her office? I mean, the gun itself, I'm not, I don't get I, it. But. Yeah, I don't know. That's. I mean, I know she's a rat, but I think they still have to get checked and go through the It's fucking Kentucky, though. Maybe they don't have that. I went to Wyoming, Wyoming. Wyoming. not Not to hang out or anything. I was passing through Wyoming after I visited uh, Mount Rushmore a couple years back. And I have this weird thing where, like, anytime I go on a trip, like, if I actually go to a city, I try and attend, like, a sporting event there. Usually, like, a baseball game or something because I'm trying to, like, see all the stadiums and shit. I don't know. It's a weird thing I got going on. But I also have this thing where I like to go to the state capitol buildings, Don't ask why. It's not like they're interesting or anything, but it's just one of those things I do. And the Wyoming one, man, you can just walk right in, literally right to the governor's office. It's just fucking like wide open. I'm like, dude. And there's, like, a little desk off to the side where there's, like, a cop sitting there. But that's it. There's, like, no metal detectors. And, like, any other capital, Like, I went to the Denver one. You go through metal detectors. They fucking pat you down. And they look through your shit. And if you get... I mean, whatever. They'll take stuff away. And they'll write slips for And you have to pick it up. Fucking Wyoming, man. It's just like, hey, how's it going? Oh, is that the governor's office? Can I just walk in and say hi? I mean, it's pretty much like that. It's crazy. So Kentucky maybe... I mean, it's one of those states that... Let's face it; it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, you know. I don't know. Did you? That's w- so fucked up, dude. It, Kentucky's a great, rich culture. Did <clears> not <throat> <rich culture. clears throat> mm. make they good make baseball base. bats there? That is Louisville Slugger, homes. That's a good point, actually. And they have that horse race, which I think horse races are barbaric and stupid. They are basically the epitome of both of those things. Yeah, I know. I know since we're really, really not doing topic tonight. <laughs> We had the great big interview. Big interview. Yeah, that was the big the thing tonight. Interview the interview is great. a very big... Honestly, honestly, that... Uh, like,
0: seriously, seriously stick one. around for the, inter- the interview. The interview was we already really... already played it. Fuck yeah. yeah,
2: that's true. Oh my god. That is so true. Anyway... Yeah, we're going to pull the lift curtain lift back, back and say, say, we recorded it beforehand and we're just <laughs> yeah. throwing it in the middle of the show.
0: <laughs> um, so, no, so, yeah, the interview we're was drinking. a really large part. Yeah. And there's... Yeah, there's that. I'm I am all... Woohoo! Woohoo! Eric's going to be like, you guys are the worst oh, he's fucking he's duo well ever, and I fucking
2: hate you. Oh, he's going to listen to the show. show. He'll be so pissed. He'll be like, the interview is pretty good, and the rest of it I fucking hated. So here's the deal. So speaking of that, I didn't bring up the horse thing for, like for a general purpose, but I just mentioned that, but it made me think. I watched the documentary uh, Blackfish. Which, I don't. have you heard of this? I've I've seen
0: seen it on Netflix Netflix and I've I've kind of been interested, but I I, I never really have time to do it.
2: Yeah, like I'd heard someone talking about it a couple times and I did the same thing. I just, like this was was like late last night when I probably should have been out fucking getting tore up with you. I was um, looking on Netflix and stuff after I put the kid to bed and I'm watching, uh, see the Blackfish. I'm like, fuck, I'll watch that. Because it's a documentary so I don't have to watch the whole thing if I pass out, you know. Like if I start start a movie, I want to see the whole goddamn thing start to finish. I don't want to pause it and so i started watching it. it's i mean it's about the way they do the orca wells at Seaworld and stuff right it's really good i mean i don't want to get the whole thing get into it too much but it's kind of a lot of it is they have a lot of ex-trainers that worked there for several years and they interview them and they kind of talk about you know how they thought they were really taking care of the wells and everything and treating them good and, and then Because they just just didn't didn't know know shit, shit. you know, and then they got out of it and they start learning about these wells like in nature and how they really are and then how they did them. And it's like like, all all of them them just feel like shit, you know, and they just are so against it. And And the the thing thing kind of centers around this one male orca. His name's Trilicon. Trilicon. I just watched it last night. I can't fucking remember his name, even though they mentioned it a hundred times. Trilicon. I think it was his name. Fucked up name. But it's a well that started at some... Little shitty, like, like Sea World ripoff, rip-off called like Sea Land up in Canada, and um, there was an there's incident an incident there, there where a, a woman, woman died. died. It was, it was uh, that, that well, was and then a few female wells, and I guess they kind of blamed the female wells for the girl's death. No one was there to see it, or they didn't have anybody that really knew what the hell was going on by what the incident that happened. So they shut the place down, and then Trilium they moved to a Sea World. And then it just, there's been other incidents then. I mean, supposedly, I mean, they know for a fact at least there's been two deaths attributed to him. And then now they're saying because of the way that one of the other deaths happened that it seems like that original one in Canada happened. And it just kind of follows his life and what he's gone through. And they tell the stories of how they did the training and stuff. It's, It's really fascinating, I have to say. It's definitely worth checking out. Let me watch that when you leave. You should I mean mean, it's it's not anything You're you're going to tug off to It's just fucking wells I'm not Unless you're into that that. (laughs) I'm just Uh, I'm just saying I know what you're up to You seedy son of a bitch (laughs) Seedy Seedy
0: Anyway So you know what time it is Michael? No
1: It's the dick of the week
2: Um, this one's one's real simple because I don't want to talk too much, but but because it has been the major fucking news story this week, um, Um, Dick of the Week is going to be Chris Christie because because I'm sure you've heard of this. this. I mean, I've always always hated that fat fuck fuck anyway, but but this whole bridge thing, and I'm not going to go through it. I mean, everybody's got to be beaten down by it, but if you haven't very briefly after his reelection here back in November and stuff, I guess there was a couple mayors that didn't endorse him the way he wanted and one of them's in fort lee new jersey where they have one of the major bridges that's a connection between new york and new jersey and stuff so some of the members of his staff kind of colluded to shut down lanes of this bridge over a few days just to cause traffic jams and just cause a lot of misery for the people of fort lee so of course Christie was asked about it he got up before press conference and said he had nothing to do with it and he made jokes like, oh yeah, you know, I was, yeah, I was there. I was the one out putting the cones down and shit. Cause he's just an asshole like that. And he's a real blustery fuck anyway. So he denied it. And then this week, of course, a bunch of emails have been released back and forth between like, not just staff members. We're not talking like people low down. We're talking like his press secretary, his chief of staff. I mean, there's like four or five members that are like his top advisors that are with him constantly and uh, they're all implicated now. And he turned around and fired a couple. And he gave a press conference yesterday, the day before. And it was so funny. he just got up there. And, oh, I'm so sorry. I really didn't know anything about it. And he lined his ass off. You could just tell. And you know how I knew he was lying? Because the, the very first thing he said was that he hadn't heard about the the emails and the truth of it until early that morning after he had done his workout. As soon as he said that I'm like, okay, now I know you're lying. Your fat ass is not working out. This is bullshit. So, Come on now. He he could be trying to make a change. The right thing is is everything after that. I'm like trying to make a change. I just knew it. But anyway he's I the great thing is like there's like US attorneys are gonna start investigating this. And you know how it is, man. They start investigating stuff. They go into everything so even if they don't get a whole lot out of this, I'm sure they'll start digging another shit. So, this may be it for his presidential campaign that he was looking at. What a shame. Chris Christie, is yeah, his name. Yeah.
0: yeah. Fuck you, Chris Christie. You're a dick and you're fat. Fat dick. That's not really what I was going for. Oh, sorry. That's actually kind of a good thing. <laughs> Unless it's, what was it called? A chode. I always it's a chode. <laughs> That was the dumbest shit ever no. Why did I Why did, why did I, carry I carry that Through like four conversations I, I should have just started over And been like
2: Political and A little bit more professional No one knows okay. What we're talking about either Because we never played that on We played No we played a little bit Eric of wouldn't let us play The Chodes now he, he, he wouldn't let us play that when We went to Austin On our Drunken Austin episode If you listen to some Of that glorious audio Where Boggs Explains he was so drunk He had to write himself A note to so he would wake up and know he'd, he didn't put his penis in Eric at some point in the night. Um, he was <laughs> or the <other> way around. Probably <laughs> the other, way around. <laughs> oh, probably oh, the other way around. I think Eric would probably try and dominate you. Um, he's angry. He's got that personality. Sure. That, he does have that oh, dominant personality. He's not the happy ginger bear. He's a dominant ginger bear. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I think feel, feel my red, red rage. We talked to a few girls, and this drunk that he talked to, the first one, all she wanted to talk about was chodes and what a chode was. So, we we we're gonna play a little bit of it on it just because of how ridiculous it was. But Eric fucking vetoed. <laughs> hey, what are you gonna do, man?
0: I um, talk about chodes, I guess.
1: Hmm. Mm.
0: I love it when Eric's here He always wants us to
2: wrap up these shows quick And we go on for fucking ever And now he's not here And we're gonna, and we're gonna probably have like Fucking Eric <laughs> that's, that's, Dude it's because
0: When there's a third member There's always his story mm-hmm. He's really good at Um How do I say this nicely Getting his part out Very Which <laughs> is typically long winded And um Basically, doesn't let me have a word in. Oh, oh we should talk out. about autonomous unemployment now that he can't defend himself oh, anymore. Oh my god! Eric is full of shit. Kill me now. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, has no idea what he's talking about. That's and true. That's, true. that's <laughs> my argument, basically. So There's that. No, uh, <clears> see, I think uh, I think what Eric fails to understand is that he lives in a world where he can live a fantasy.
2: Oh, don't, and he doesn't, please don't start this shit. He doesn't.
0: He doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't try to, to like actually solve a problem in real life where he has to assume that people are going to behave the way that they will behave. Because what he doesn't understand is to get to the point where he's getting at, there has to be a social collapse the way it is now. And it's not pretty. It's like everyone's going to go into kill each other mode, crazy go buy an Uzi, dig a cellar type world. That's what I'm
2: hoping for. Total collapse. That's what it will take to get where he wants to go. Now, I know that you are going to play us out this week. Last week you didn't play for us. You were such a cunt. But this week, oh, yeah. this week you've got a song yeah, so. for us. Wow. People want to hear some fucking bogs. Maybe that's why the plays, dude. What, wouldn't that be sad if they're like, because we because put that we put on, that the, on the, the fucking description. description. Boggs doesn't, doesn't, perform, doesn't perform, perform for you, so nobody yeah. listens to the like, fucking show. Ah, whatever. And then they just like skip over to the song. Well, I told Eric we need to. I mean, I know you're doing your demos and stuff, which we'll play some of your music when you guys finish getting them all. You know, you get everything produced the way you want it, but actually, I can play that now. Do you want to play for that sure. one? Yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. I'll, do that. I'll, do, I'll save the song I was doing this week for that, and
0: I'll play oh, the demo. Oh, no, fuck
2: that. You will play the other one too, God damn it! Okay,
0: you, the, you get two
2: songs tonight, people. We're going to play. You want to do the demo now? I'll do it. No, I'll do real world. Okay Boggs, okay, Boggs is going to we'll play, play a, song a song for you, for you and then, then I'm going to go over go a, go a quick, quick list playlist. of uh, things that I think is kind of funny here and then we'll play you yeah, out exactly with uh, Boggs' new demo. demo. That's Is, is it pretty, pretty, pretty much, much, much completely finished? The one, the that, one that I'm playing, playing for you is
0: and that's probably, probably going to be, be the, the only song that I release because, because the idea, idea behind the demo, honestly, and this is really... It's funny to say this, but the only reason we made a demo at all is to show club owners we were an actual band so they would hire us for cover gigs. There you go. So, like, this song is... It's a song that I wrote called "If Only." If you've, if you've ever seen, seen the movie Little Children, that's what the lyrics are based on, <laughs> which we talked about
2: on our year-end episode. Yeah, so go um, listen to that, and you'll get to hear a little tidbit of this—the demo version, so you can hear what you know, it's. No, is. this is uh, it's done. Oh, I'm just I'm saying, on the year-end, you played the little. Oh yeah, bit yeah, of it. yeah, you'll hear you'll hear the tidbit of a. Uh, uh, you can hear scene. an artist, Orange. you know, com- <laughs> composing Both a song. song. From- <laughs> Fuck it, I don't know. <laughs> Okay, okay, we'll go we'll ahead and play her. Kristen, Kristen has like amazing
0: uh, criticisms of that song too. No, she's got some it's, amazing. It's too, she's got some amazing things. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's too long. That's what she mm-hmm. says. The song's too long. No, I never. I, it's like a five-minute
2: song. I could only wish to hear those words from her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> It'll never happen. <laughs> Boggs is getting set up. He's gonna perform for you, you motherfuckers. You didn't get to hear it last week, and you know that's another thing. Um, if Boggs, Boggs ever, ever gets, gets his, his shit together And puts out a demo game. We'll have to have a contest Where we'll have Boggs What the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so he'll, he'll My he'll, pick just exploded. We're gonna have to put together Like we'll a little get, like, goodie package And then have some people Like uh, do a contest or something And we'll throw your fucking CD of your demos Alright play for us then
0: I wonder what it's like to be a rainmaker I wonder what it's like to know that I make the rain And store it in boxes with
1: little yellow tags on everyone And you can come and see them when I'm done When I'm Well, I wonder what it's
0: like to be a superhero.
1: I wonder where I'd go if I could fly around downtown From some other planet. I go-
0: I wonder what I'd do if they aren't in just what I said.
1: Let's shout out in order. I think we're out of this, man. Get me some.
0: And that's all I got for that one. I don't want to play the bridge and shit. It's too <laughs> long already. We've got so long on this show. No, we haven't,
2: dude. This is a very short one. So anyway, since well, we no, had... No, the show itself is short, but the interview was like half an hour. It's a goddamn great one, though. Best interview ever. Okay, so here's the deal. So because of the whole thing that kind of tie it back into what we originally started with, with, the whole religion thing and tank of pants, blah, 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 and all this shit, I, I found this thing. It was pretty funny. It was a little article. Well, they talk about five other religions because of, um, that maybe coming to a town near you trying to get monuments up or, you know, whatever, trying to do the same thing. Um, it's pretty funny. The first one on here is called Jediism, which I don't know if you, I never heard of this, but of course it's based on, you know, the fucking Jedi's from the Star Wars film. And, um... It's pretty funny. It says that you know, right now there's thousands of followers in like Australia, New Zealand, uh, the states, and the UK. It's a group that started, and um, I, I thought this was great because this makes sense to me. That as fucking crazy as Texas is as far as its Christianity goes, in 2005 um, it was officially registered as a religion here in Texas. I didn't realize that. So yeah, there's you know there's something it might jump on. Uh, the second one they list is the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster, which everybody knows about that for the most part. If you don't, uh, of course, the people who are in the church are called Postafarians. which uh, one little side note, there's um, an elected, a guy elected in, I think, New York, I don't remember the town, um, to some city council or something. He's a pastafarian and he got sworn in, and he had the uh, colander on his head when he got sworn in. <laughs> This just happened. That is badass. So, look at that, dude. Congratulations, man. Exactly. Oh, actually, here's a thing. Note on it. It's Pomfret, New York. He got elected. So, Um, but this is pretty funny. It says, the Pastafarians believe the universe was created by a drunken flying spaghetti monster, uh, that pirates are divine beings, and heaven is a place where strippers and where there's a strippers and beer volcano. (laughs) So, I have to say. That's actually... That's pretty much pretty badass. Yeah, that's pretty heavenly. That pretty much is my favorite religion. Um the other one that gets woodism which is pretty boring. Um group claims that they've baptized over 3,000 people into their church so far. They're known as Woodites and they celebrate woodmas on uh, October 12th. It's the birth birth of their director and um which is Ed uh, it's based on Ed Wood. Okay. The director Ed Wood, I should say. I should have brought that up at the beginning. And that's his birthday, so they celebrate like that. Fucking, it's it's a stupid one. Uh, the most fucked up one. I really like this one is the Church of Euthanasia, which a guy named Chris Corda. He's a cross-gendered vegan. He founded the Church of Euthanasia in 1992 on four basic principles, which are suicide, abortion, cannibalism, and sodomy. And I'm thinking, I don't know. how the fuck does sodomy fit in with all that? I don't know, man. It's Just something that they're into and also anal sex well whatever i don't know man don't fucking question the goddamn (laughs) church of euthanasia right there but they're uh said they're especially defiant church and confrontational especially with pro-life groups imagine that right huh since they're for suicide abortion cannibalism and sodomy I think it says. I think the reason for the sodomy is because sodomy is like any type of sex that's not uh, procreational. You know, it's like anal, uh, oral. Is you know, like, isn't that? You know what I mean? Like sodomy I mean, is maybe. non-pro. And would they're against I, anything that would cause life. Right. That's what I'm I would aware. think.
0: I would think that it would be specific to anal sex because when they yeah. legalized sodomy, it was
2: specifically an anti-gay law. Yeah. Yeah, that's is not oral's not consensual. No, damn, dude, I, I really right doubt that. that. I'm I watch enough porn. I should know these things. Okay, and then I would, okay. Um, the last one is huh. Church of the Subgenius, which this one's pretty stupid too. Is uh, founded in 1979 by Texas filmmaker Douglas Saint uh, Saint Clair Smith. Uh, the group believes that an extraterrestrial deity called Jehovah One. And it encourages its members to slack off, and its uh, symbol is a pipe-smoking man named G.R. Dobbs who looks like Ward Cleaver. I don't even understand any of that. The funny side note on this is it says adherence to the Church of the Subgenus include uh, Pee-wee Herman and cartoonist R. Crumb. Oh, really neat. Look at that. So those are some options out there for you people if you're looking for a religion to join. Personally... I like the strippers and the beer volcanoes. Uh, the, I'm actually uh, done with that too, yeah. That's Yeah. I really, mean, the euthanasia one's okay. I mean, if you like taking it in the ass or, or what, what about, about giving you? it? I think that you could probably make a case
0: for that too. Or getting it or or giving it. How's
2: that that's rash? Going. How's that rash, Eric? <laughs> oh shit. That's where he,
0: he delved delve off, off to.
2: Oh, he's, he tuned out on this a long time, ago. if you listen. Oh, but good. I know all of our great listeners out there are still hanging in, and they're scratching their heads like, what the hell has just happened to us? <laughs> they tune in, they're like, it started off good. The interview was good. They got a little newsy, and then, man, it's really falling off the last <laughs> 20 minutes. Hey, I'm going to play
0: I'm out with my song now.
2: Yeah, I think it's a, a good idea. I think it's a really, it's really, really good right? idea.
1: Eric,
0: come back to the show. We need you so bad. We need to play off your stupid-ass <laughs> rage Oh, here. we
2: need the rage. <laughs> We're too silly and giddy. We need rage. All right, bitches. Get prepared to hear... Her. What's this song called again, homie? The song is called If Only. If only.
4: The sun sets, we could go west, start a new life, doesn't matter how we got here, whether it's wrong or right, I can live with my eyes closed. I'm around you I can lift the
0: Grease, for your interview uh, thank you jeremy and Kristen, for the help on the demo as well as ben fam barry williams and nicholas creed thank you michael for hosting the show with me it was really fun yeah and fuck you eric for being sick you son of a no, bitch no, cock mongering son of a <laughs> bitch i fucking hope a donkey rapes you in the asshole and you dive aids
2: man that's not where i was gonna i was gonna say you know i'm sorry we ripped on eric so much but this is the first time he's ever missed a show and we hope he got better but Sure, I'll go, actually that <laughs> I'll go with what you said. I like that much better. Actually
0: that, that is a good point. Eric hasn't missed a show. He's been a pretty dedicated guy to the show, so yep. sorry about your sickness, buddy. We got it covered though.
2: Like you said, if he got it covered. Send him get well wishes and stuff, but don't pray for him because that would piss him off. It might piss him off, yeah. It will. So Thanks for listening. Hopefully, next week we'll be back on track. And just uh, throwing out a little nugget, we got a couple interviews upcoming. Hopefully, we got an author supposed to be scheduled with us at the end of the month. Should be another pretty good one. And we'll see how things go. If you want to be on the show, tough shit. You're going to have to pay us. What? All right. No, Wait. no, that's Advertising. No, that's good. That's good. It's yeah, advertising. That's totally fair. It's totally no, fair. we'll let you come on and mock a product. We got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> No, enjoy enjoy your week, everybody. You we see, love you. You love, too, Michael. Love you
0: so much. Love you so much, oh, buddy. So. Me or
1: the listeners. Both. Oh.